Bill O'Reilly here, Wednesday, October 21st, 2020. You are listening to the O'Reilly Update. Here's what's happening today in America. Polls show most Americans support the confirmation of Judge Amy Coney Barrett. Republican senators introduced a constitutional amendment to stop Supreme Court packing. The Department of Justice moves against Google. Some Minneapolis residents sue the city for lack of police protection. Californians purchase guns in record numbers. Also ahead, will the pandemic defeat President Trump? But first, a new survey from Gallup revealing a majority of Americans support sending President Trump's nominee to the Supreme Court. 51% back Judge Barrett's confirmation, compared to 46% who opposed. Majority Leader Mitch McConnell confirming a full Senate vote will take place on Monday, October 26. Republican Senator Ted Cruz unveiling a constitutional amendment to permanently protect the Supreme Court. The bill is just one sentence long. Quote, the Supreme Court of the United States shall be composed of nine justices. Unquote. Democrats in Congress are threatening to add additional judges if Amy Coney Barrett is confirmed, which she will be next Monday. The Justice Department filing an antitrust lawsuit against Google, claiming the corporation uses its search engine to stifle competition while boosting its own profits. The 57-page complaint reads, quote, Google has used anti-competitive tactics to maintain and extend its monopolies in the marketplace. The suit is expected to stretch on for years. Angry citizens in Minneapolis, Minnesota, suing the city council after it voted to defund the police. Residents say the policy has caused a spike in violent crime. Armed robberies, shootings, burglaries have doubled compared to last year. Californians are buying firearms more than ever before. More than 100,000 residents in the Golden State have purchased a gun since the COVID outbreak began in March. The most common reason cited by new owners are concerns about lawlessness, anti-police protesting, and prisoners released from jail because of the pandemic. In a moment, will that vicious virus COVID defeat Donald Trump on Tuesday, November 3rd? Right back. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. Making you old-fashioned today with Wild Turkey Bourbon 101. It just really stands up very well in a classic cocktail like the old-fashioned. It has that perfect boldness. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Time now for the O'Reilly Update message of the day. Will COVID beat President Trump? Yes, he's already had it and seems to have bounced back in an impressive fashion. Even people who don't like him have to admit that. But the president is getting pounded by the liberal press on his handling of the entire situation. First, the facts. Worldwide, there are now more than 40 million cases, 40 million, with 1.1 million fatalities all across the globe. In America, 8.3 million have contracted COVID, 
221,000 fatalities. Roughly 50,000 new cases every day, and that's on President Trump's watch. Now, in Europe, the situation is even more dire. Spain has close to a million cases, 34,000 fatalities. France, close to a million, 34,000 fatalities, same as Spain. UK, 763 cases, 44,000 fatalities. Italy, about a half million cases with 37,000 fatalities. Now, all these stats are numbing, I know, but here's the important thing. The American press says Donald Trump is largely responsible for all the people who have contracted COVID. Well, is that the same in Europe? Are all the European leaders responsible? Because now Europe has a higher new COVID rate than the United States. And in the Far East, Japan, has 100,000 cases, South Korea 25,000 because they were prepared for the pandemic, having gone through the SARS situation a few years ago. We don't have any stats out of China that are reliable because the communist government suppresses that. Now, in tomorrow night's debate, the first topic is COVID, and you can expect the NBC News moderator to hammer President Trump about the disease. Now, from my perch, Donald Trump made one big mistake. He did not actively promote wearing masks. Whether you agree with masks or not, there's no downside to that, other than it's personally uncomfortable. I don't like the mask, but I wear the mask when I'm out in public because, again, it protects me and protects people from those who have the virus but are not showing any symptoms. So President Trump should have promoted the masks more aggressively. Otherwise, I don't know what the man could have done. He stopped the flights from China early. He stopped the flights from Europe. He got all the ventilators and the equipment that the medical people needed to the states. Joe Biden, I don't know. You look at his website, and he's got pretty much the same stuff that President Trump has. So the truth about this is no human being, no politician, nobody could have stopped the pandemic. But the perception in the USA is that President Trump screwed up because that's what the press is pounding. I'm Bill O'Reilly, and I approve the message by actually writing it. Disagree? I want to hear from you. Bill at BillOReilly.com. And please consider my new book, Killing Crazy Horse. In a moment, something you might. Not no. Support for this podcast and the following small business story comes from Dropbox Business. Teamwork, your way. Hi, I'm Naomi, and this is my small business story. There I was again, struggling to balance my professional life and making my son something healthy in my personal life. And then I decided I can solve this. So I put together a team and we created Astronoms, an easy, balanced meal for working parents to give their kids. Our team seems mismatched in different time zones, with different working styles. But honestly, that's only made us more productive. I work early in slides, while BizDev assigns tasks, and Legal works late sending documents from HelloSign, all from one shared Dropbox workspace. Oh, that's our project manager. I gotta go. Bye. Try Dropbox for your team free for 30 days at dropbox.com slash teams at work. Now the O'Reilly Update brings you something you might 
not know. Millions of college students are on campus trying to get an education while avoiding the virus. But some universities are in turmoil, and the contagion has nothing to do with it. In Texas, two professors from Collin College compared President Trump to a serial killer, writing, quote, having Donald Trump in the White House is like having Ted Bundy as president, unquote. Well, Collin College actually defended the academics, saying their opinions are protected by free speech. However, that's incorrect. Defamation is not free speech. At the University of Pennsylvania, a survey from Campus Reform showed Democrats in the faculty outnumber Republicans 13 to 1. Employees at UPenn also donated money to liberal causes by a ratio of 95 to 1. The study found similar stats at the University of California and Stanford in Palo Alto. The University of Pittsburgh announcing they will no longer use gendered language for homecoming events. The titles King and Queen are now considered antiquated. Arizona State University suspended six students for violating the school's COVID guidelines. The group reportedly congregated inside a dorm without permission. However, the school punished no one who marched in a social justice rally packed together the same week. Kentucky State University forming a woke task force. The group publicly distributing Black Lives Matter material and other pamphlets promoting racial equality. The organization now provides BLM t-shirts to students free of charge. Finally, researchers at Brown University claim Trump flags and Make America Great Again signs traumatize minorities. An associate at the school's economics department complained after arriving at an Airbnb displaying a MAGA sign that the images are used to scare away black people. The property owner telling reporters that American flags and Trump signs are not racist. We just love our country, he says. Crazy times at colleges these days. Back after this. The goal? Explain the 1990s in exactly 60 songs. Tupac, Lauryn Hill, You Oughta Know, Cream. The greater goal? Move past cheap nostalgia to something deeper and weirder and better. My name is Rob Harvilla. I'm a music critic at The Ringer. And whether you're full of teenage angst or you feel bored and old, whether you don't know the song at all or you know it far too well, my new show will take you through the decade one song at a time. It's 60 songs that explain the 90s. Follow and listen for free on Spotify. Thank you for listening to the O'Reilly Update. I am Bill O'Reilly. No spin, just facts, and always looking out for you. <laughs> 